0: Presented by at Connecting changes everything. Hey, it's Doug Gottlieb.
2: You know, our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for fast, free shipping, free roadhouse protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of the best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Toyo Open Country AT3. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension? Just to name a few. Everything you need to elevate your drive, simply go to TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com. That's the way tire buying should be. At bed
3: 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right. All right. right. This is the Doug Gottlieb Show. Here's In the Bonus with Doug Gottlieb.
2: (laughs) Doug Gottlieb in the bonus here on Fox Sports Radio on a Monday. Where, that, uh, did anybody else feel, and obviously we got a big holiday week, happy Thanksgiving to you. Can we do a Thanksgiving week, is that okay? I'm good with it. I love Thanksgiving, I love the food, family, and the football. Also, a lot of college hoops as well, NBA hoops to talk about. Um, I, got, I got something I want to throw out to you guys, I'm, I'm really, really excited about tonight I'm doing, but um, it felt like the longest weekend on earth didn't it? And and maybe it's because, and this will be the longest weekend, because your weekend really starts, many people, you know, don't do anything Wednesday, they start traveling or whatever. Thursday, obviously, you got family, and and but that's a long holiday weekend. But just in terms of Saturday, Sunday, was that long to anybody else? Maybe it's because Saturday, there was just so much college football, wall-to-wall, and so many storylines, and so, many, so much interesting stuff. And then Sunday was, at, it, it topped it, because you had you know, you had all the games, and then the Sunday night game was outstanding. Of course, unless you're a long-suffering LA Charger fan. With that, we bring in uh, Jason Stewart, the curmudgeon himself. How are you doing, Jay Stu, After uh, after that loss last night?
4: Yeah, I, I mean, I think I've lost the curmudgeonness, if that's a word, for the Chargers. I I was proud of of how they played. It looks like Herbert's healthy and and getting around to it. They actually scored in the second half last night, which. They haven't really been doing. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, there's no shame in losing to that team. Chiefs are just amazing. So my, my curmudgeon-ness is a little worn off for the
2: Chargers. Um, that's interesting because um, I, I'm still – this, this, this is what I wanted to start with. I'm so mad at myself for becoming a fan. That's what it is. You know, I was, I've ne- I was never really a fan of any one team growing up. As as many of you know, I grew up in Southern California. Jason and I grew up in Orange County, which is the county south of Los Angeles County. It's in between San Diego and Los Angeles County. And my dad was a New Yorker. He was a New York Giants fan. I wasn't a Giants fan. Kind of like the Mets because he liked the Mets. I like the Angels. So, I at somewhere along the lines, obviously, my school is Oklahoma State. I love my school. And I, I believe I'm the best alumni slash fan ever. That's my belief. I'm the best alumni slash fan ever. Um, but I'm a fan of the Chargers and the Angels and Oklahoma State football. And I just got kicked in the nuts all weekend. That's that's what it was. Right? Like I, I so I, I took a, a group of, of the boys that I coach and we played basketball games uh, all day Saturday. And then we go down and I like I I despise going to football games in Norman. I've only been to. This is only my second Bedlam game, and you know, guys are yelling, you know, it, it's it, it's a lot. But both times, it's been a it's been a whooping, and you know, th- I actually this is where I think I'm the best fan ever. Where they're down twenty eight nothing in the first quarter, and uh, you could have could have come back and won the game. They had opportunities to win the game, and lose 28-13, And I texted my buddies on a on a group text and I said, you know, I'm I'm proud of them, especially the defense. They really kind of nutted up and they they could have just gone quietly into the night and that game could have been over and could have been fifty nothing and no one would have thought anything of it. But they they battled and they kind of became the steel curtain after that. But then you factor in watching the Chargers and I look I I understand that the Chargers don't have Joey Bosa and they don't have Rashawn Slater. They're all pro left tackle and you know, Keenan Allen hadn't been playing, and Mike Williams, what, he played one play, made that one spectacular catch, and then he got hurt again. Yep. And they got, you know, their tight ends are hurt. Like, I, I I fully understand that. But again, that was a winnable football game. In the context of it, Pat Mahomes is unbelievable. Uh, Travis Kelsey, I just feel like y- you have to make somebody else beat you. You just have to. Like, that's football 101, sports 101. Make them beat you another way, make them beat you left handed, if you will. So, you know, I, I'm sitting here thinking, damn, I don't understand why I became a fan. I was so much better. There was a time I lived in New England for uh, 13 years. 13 out of 15 years I lived in New England. I lived in the state of Connecticut. And there were so many of my friends that were Patriot fans. And I, I'm like, i like, I want to talk about the Patriots because, I mean, the, the Jets losing the game in a classic. If that wasn't the Jets, that would have been the Chargers. You don't punt the ball inbounds with 20 seconds to go, especially when your defense had only given up three points the entire day. But I, there, was, there was a, a good like, five-year run there when I was at ESPN that I would, I would start saying, gosh, I wish I was a Patriot fan. But you just can't because part of the thing of being a fan, I got people texting me all the time like, hey, man, you got friends in Oklahoma. Why don't you become a Chiefs fan? Like, I can't become a Chiefs fan. Like, that's weak that's weak. Why? Because my team keeps losing games? No, it'll make the ultimate prize sweeter if it ever happens. And while it feels like it'll never happen in our lifetime, we've seen the Cubs happen. We've seen the White Sox happen, right? Might well see the Clippers happen. This might be the year. I don't know. I mean, we've seen so many that it will never be actually be. But gosh, it feels like it'll never be. And I'm just kicking myself for being a fan. That's it. It's so much better when you have no emotional tie. Now, it's so much worse when you have no emotional tie and you see the joy of victory, right? Like, if you can remember when your team – I remember I'm I'm actually broadcasting from Boone Pickens Stadium at Oklahoma State, and I remember a year ago when I watched them beat Oklahoma. And it's like sheer ecstasy watching that. I remember – in 2012, and they won the Big 12, and I was down at the sideline, and Brandon Whedon, who joins us uh, weekly uh, on the show, when he was quarterback, and, man, he was awesome. He was just awesome. And his ball cut right through the wind, and they, they wiped the, the field with Oklahoma, and they won. So, so the, the risk and the reward is greater. And I'm kicking myself for risking it. You know, this is, I was in Vegas last week, this is doubling down on like 12, you know, when the dealer has a face card showing. This is just, it's unreasonable risk because you know the Chargers are going to charge her and Oklahoma State is going to Aggie and the Angels. They did win a World Series in their lifetime. God, that was a long weekend. Oh. And then you got to hear a Cowboy fan. I, you know, there's, there, there are games where the score gets out of hand and you're like, all right, they just kind of no-showed today, and they couldn't make a play today. There have been games in the NFL this season where the game has gotten out of hand, and it's not close. That was a game where you have, the Vikings are a talented team. They're playing at home. They've got great momentum. And here come the Cowboys. And when I say the Cowboys, I tweeted they disemboweled them. That's exactly what they did. That was a felony in three states. Minnesota, thankfully, not one of them. That's literally how how much of a mismatch it actually was. You know, how much of a mismatch it actually was. So, I, I, I leave this weekend thinking, what an incredibly long weekend, and now I got to listen to Cowboy fans think they got a shot at this thing. Kirk Cousins is exactly who we thought he was. The Chargers are going to charge her, and I'm kicking myself for being a fan. That's, that's really where we are. That's really where we are. <sighs> Ramos, how you doing? I mean, like, look, the difference, Ramos, is that you just won a Super Bowl. Yes. That's the difference. Like, you're having one of those years where, you know, everything goes wrong, but it's coming off of a year where everything went right at the end of the year, so I, I can't really hear anybody complain. That, that's really my, 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 my thought there.
0: Well, don't worry. They're out there, Doug. The complainers are out there. Oh, the worst, the worst follow-up season to a Super Bowl ever. Like, okay. <laughs> I mean, don't most teams—that's why there hasn't been back-to-back champions for a long time, right? I mean, that's, it's not like there's back-to-back-to-back-to-back champions like every year. It's hard to repeat a Super Bowl champion, and when injuries come into play, it's even tougher. So.
2: Okay, so that brings us to the Chiefs. And I, I, what I try to do on this show, if you've listened, is I try to be kind of a moderate— I'm a radical centrist. You know, nothing is too hot or too cold in terms of the takes. It's it's more than lukewarm, but definitely not a scorcher. I try as hard as I can to be a centrist. But we have to at least factor in two thoughts as far as Pat Mahomes and quarterback play. Right, Two thoughts. The first is, and this is much more of a moderate, kind of lu- very lukewarm take, which is, while we've been paying attention to Brady and Rodgers, they both clearly aged. Even though they feel like they're ageless, they've clearly aged. And that that generation of star quarterbacks, which we've already seen, Big Ben retire last year. Two years ago was Philip Rivers, right? Breeze last year, or two years two years ago Breeze. Two two yes, because Breeze two years ago because last year he tried broadcast he tried broadcasting on NBC. So. If you, you blink and you look up, and there's quite obviously the next wave has arrived. And I have some questions about the next wave. But that leads us to the second sort of take about it, which is this. Have we, You mentioned, Ramos, how difficult it is to repeat. It is. The only exception has, has been, in our lifetime, has been the Patriots and their ability to be consistently competitive atop either, either conference. Right. They're the exception over the last 25 years in terms of repeating and just getting there and being there and not having any bad years. And then we look at Pat Mahomes. Not just what he did last night, but in terms of bigger picture. Right? Bigger picture is really simple. Bigger picture is Pat Mahomes is well on track, well on track to being the greatest quarterback of all time. Well on track. Like, stop and think about it for a second. Pat Mahomes has been a starting quarterback for how many years? Take take a guess, Jason Stewart. I, I th- I'm sure you know it. How many years do you think Pat Mahomes has been a starting quarterback?
4: Is this his fifth year? For Yeah, maybe. the The first year that he started was I want to say the Chargers' first year in L. A. So when was that?
2: Um, the, that was, I think, that was his was that his first or second year in LA. Yeah, that's right. He this sat out his, his fi- rookie
4: year. I think that's when
2: Chargers he, came down. This is his, this is his fifth year as a starter, his sixth year in the league, his fifth year as a starter, his sixth year in the league, and it's, I mean, this this part of it is the crazy part, right? The Kansas City Chiefs have not had a bad season since he's been there, right? I mean, th- think about what they've been able to do historically, you know, in terms of, you know, go back to last year, and they lost in the AFC Championship game at home to the Cincinnati Bengals. Look, they should have lost to the Bills, and I don't think they were nearly as good last year, but they got to the AFC Championship game. The year before, 14-2, and two, go to the Super Bowl. The year before that, okay, they won the Super Bowl. The year before that, uh, they lost in the Conference Championship game to the Patriots, And wouldn't have lost had they not jumped off sides. He's been the quarterback for four years. This is his fifth year as a starting quarterback. And they've gotten to the AFC Championship game every year. That's obscene. That is not replicable. That is, I mean, like, it's... I hate when people do, I hate the multiple goat thing, right? It's like, well, he's a goat and he's a goat. Greatest of all time is a singular word. So the most accomplished quarterback of all time is Tom Brady. I can make a case for Peyton Manning being the greatest quarterback of all time, or Aaron Rodgers being the greatest quarterback of all time, or John Elway, or Joe Montana, or you know, like... There's been guys with more talent than Tom Brady, more athleticism than Tom Brady. He's actually delivered, the teams he's been have actually delivered in terms of, uh, of winning, which is, which is at, on some level a quarterback stat, but it's really amazing. I don't think that anyone has said Tom Brady has the most talent, but he's been the most successful. Aaron Rodgers, people have said it has the most talent, but it hasn't been the most successful. John Elway did win two two Super Bowls late in his career. He had a world of talent, was not the most successful. Joe Montana was the most efficient and successful in terms of four Super Bowls and no losses. But Joe Montana didn't blow you away with talent. Pat Mahomes, what's his talent level? Obscene, high talent level, Correct and he's already been in two Super Bowls, he's won one, he's been to four AFC Championship games, and they're on track to at least play another AFC Championship game, if not, play first Super Bowl, and likely be favored to win the Super Bowl if they can beat the Buffalo Bills, who appear to be a little bit better than them. Have we started to think that with the, uh, with the aging of the greatest of all time, or the most accomplished of all time, right? if you say Aaron Rodgers is the most talented and Tom Brady is the most accomplished, and even if you want to say Tom Brady is the GOAT, you could easily say that Pat Mahomes has more talent and is on track to be equally accomplished, if not more so. That, that's, that's a more than lukewarm take. Right? The, the hot take would be, Pat Mahomes is the greatest quarterback of all time, those other guys stink, he's great, you're dumb if you don't agree with that, right? That's, the, that's, that, that's what I'm supposed to say, but I, I won't say that. Let's get to our list of the day. It's time for the list of the day. I'm on the list. Oh snap! Why didn't you say so? So for our list of the day, we're going to get to our college football rankings. Do this every week, and um, the the team that has disappeared obviously is Tennessee. Not just because they gave up 63 points to South Carolina, but Hendon Hooker out for the year with a torn ACL. Here comes number ten. Number ten. Clemson Tigers. Yeah, I, I realize they might well sneak into this thing, but they shouldn't. They're good, but you can't get smashed by Notre Dame like that and expect me to think you belong in the top four. No chance. But uh, it has been a, a bit of a resuscitation season for the Tigers. Number nine. Oregon Ducks. Oregon Ducks. Um, do I think there's another L coming on their schedule? Sure, but it wasn't this weekend. We'll move them in at nine. Number eight. This is a surprise to a lot of people, Notre Dame. Now, they could very well be here in the rankings if they beat USC, or or they could drop out of even my top ten. But Notre Dame has been a different club after, like, the fifth game of the season. They've regained their confidence. they found some offense, and their, their defense flies around and hits you. I, I actually like Notre Dame a lot. Number seven. USC. You know, USC, Lincoln, <clears throat> Riley found a way. What was it, 45, 42? Uh, it wasn't that close because UCLA scored really, really late. But still, uh, win the Crosstown Rivalry, beat UCLA in front of a packed house at the Rose Bowl. That was a fun game as well. And I think Caleb Williams is going to win the Heisman. I think he's going to beat Notre Dame and then beat whoever they play in the, in the Pac-12 championship and win the Heisman Trophy. If not for Caleb Williams, they probably lose three, three of these games. Number six. Um, number six is Alabama. You're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. They got two losses. One's Tennessee. But when they lost to Tennessee, it was on the road. Tennessee was undefeated. And they lost on a, uh, on a dying quail sort of kick. Uh, That's what they did. And then they lost to LSU on a two-point conversion in, a two-point conversion at the end of the game in overtime. Number five. Uh, LSU. We'll put them right ahead of Bama. I think Bama's probably a little bit better, at, uh, definitely better at quarterback, although he didn't play that well in Death Alley. But uh, I think Alabama's a, a, good cl- a good club. LSU seems like they're a little bit better. Seems like they hit a little harder, ran a little faster. And uh, even though their Jalen Diaz is not as good at quarterback at throwing the football, he's been pretty effective this year in not losing the ball and using his legs a ton. Number four. TCU. Hanging around, finding ways to win games, storming the field at, at Baylor. Congrats to TCU. Number three, Ohio State. And while you could say, "Hey, Michigan struggled this weekend," so did Ohio State. They didn't. It wasn't like they buried uh, buried their opponent. So we'll put Ohio State at three still. Number two, Michigan. Michigan found a way this weekend. Find a way, win the game, get out of there. Number one, uh, and we're going to stick with Georgia as the number one team. So. You know, we still have the SEC championship game. We still have Ohio State versus uh, um, versus uh, Michigan. Whoever wins that game, that'll be the team for the Big Ten. It'll be interesting to see if it's a close game. You know, if it's a close game, what happens with a one-loss Big Ten versus a one-loss USC? Uh, I look USC. If you beat, uh, if you, you you know you lose only one game, beat UCLA. You beat Notre Dame. You win the Pac-12 championship game. I think the, the, the Pac-12 team goes. Um, TCU only goes if they go undefeated. The SEC gets Georgia and maybe one other. And it completely depends on what happens in the Big Ten. Um, even though both those teams, they play each other, so they will definitely have at least at least one more loss. That's our list of the day. Now it's time for the most fun part of the show. We call it. You're annoying. And now it's your
4: annoying.
2: <laughs> Jay Stu, I'm going to offer up one annoying traveling person. Actually, maybe even two. Um, and then I'll let you get to your list as well. Nice. Um, okay. Wednesday and Sunday are two of the biggest travel days of the year right? Of the travel days of the year. And while there's a million, a million annoying people at an airport, an airport is not a place where planes land and take off. An airport is a conglomerate of the most annoying human beings in humanity, right? So, um, here's what I'm going to go with. Um, on the airline side, the, the people who work the desk, at each flight, when the door closes, somehow magically, that door is sealed. It doesn't matter how long the plane is going to sit next to the jetway. If they close the door, that door cannot be reopened. Even if they use their key card and they walk down and they have to say something to the pilot or to the other, um, they're not called stewardesses anymore, flight attendants, they cannot open that door. Uh, sir, I can't open that door. L- that, listen, don't tell me you can't open the door. I uh, know, sir, I just closed the door. You have missed the flight. You missed the flight. Here's the best one. You can fly out Monday. You'll get one. Some of you guys will get this. You'll miss a plane because of, of, you know, weather. Like, don't worry. You can fly out Monday. Um, it's Wednesday. Yeah, we got you. You're all good. You know what? We'll bump you up to the extra legroom area on Monday. Like, it's Wednesday. The fly, the, whoever works the desk that somehow magically cannot open the door the second it closes, you're annoying. Additionally, the moving walkway is a moving walkway. If you want to stand and admire the scenery, I don't think even the, the moving walkway is for you. But if it is and you want to clear space, make sure you clear space, move your bag. Nothing more annoying than moving walkway guy. Uh, all right, Jay, Stu, your turn.
4: Oh man, so uh, just a little bit on that. That's what happened
2: this weekend to you. No, I mean the moving walkway happens all the time. The door being closed, yeah, that
4: happens. Oh my god, dude, that's a, that is a Doug Gottlieb right there. Um, hey, uh, Zach Wilson, awful game yesterday. Yes, and this is getting a lot of attention. Uh, listen to the way he handles this question post game.
3: As an offense, though, I mean, when you guys are only able to score three points, the defense only lets up three points. I mean, do you, do you feel like you let the defense down at all? No. no.
4: I mean, it, it, it's one thing to play poorly. It's one thing, you know, who was it the other day Daniel Jeremiah came on? The old thing about quarterbacks, afterwards, if you win, it's, it's we. If you lose, it's me. Zach Wilson just says no to did you let the defense down scoring three points. If he has developed any kind of equity in this thing, in that market, it, maybe he can get away with something like this. But as, what, a second- or third-year player with no success to date, uh, that's a pretty annoying comment from that kid, don't you think?
2: Uh, very annoying. Very annoying. I mean, this one, this one isn't that hard. It really isn't. It's just not that hard. Right? Like, here's, here's the easy comment. Ask me the question.
4: Uh yeah, Doug, your team scored three points. On the uh, did you feel like you let the defense down?
2: Yes, yes. I, I feel like I let I let the team down. Me personally, forget the rest of the offense. They were great. This is on me. It, it's all on me. You know, whether I let the wind get my the wind get you know affect me and trying to adjust my the football or whatever it was. This is I absolutely think. I mean that defense three points. You got to win that game. We got to win that game. That's on That's on me, not anybody else.
4: Now, there was a report afterwards that there were some people in the locker room who didn't uh, care for that answer. There was a lot of Effering. They were doing a lot of MFers. There was a. And I think like half the locker room was saying MFer for a way to answer that question. And then the other half of the locker room was like, uh, M friend Effer. And they were giving them high fives. M friend Effer. Um what is M
2: friend friend after? M- I don't
4: Mother's friend fucker.
2: <laughs> that doesn't make. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> I get it. Um,
4: now Nathaniel Hackett, he's been annoying all season. He's in over his head and he sucks. But uh, yesterday, he explained why he uh, he gave the play calling duties, which I think he was only hired for his offensive mind to this play calling but he gave the play calling duties to the other coach this is how he answered it. for
5: me everything's about this team and the staff i've told you guys that before i mean i just want to do everything i can to help this team win um you know we've been so close we've had so many opportunities i thought clint uh, did a good job working with justin from moving forward we'll see we'll see how it goes
4: Maybe this week he could hire a proxy head coach, like the guy. You know, everything's about this win. I'm going to hire a new head coach. The uh, last week, remember, he said about the Raider game, somebody's got to win this. Yes. So an
2: annoying. And it, and, and then somebody happy. was the Raiders. But it was about to end in a tie, and you're like, oh my god, no, you know what I mean? It was about to end in a tie. It was. That's true. It was that would have been great. Yeah. Somebody's got to win this. Well, maybe actually not. Maybe somebody doesn't have to win this.
4: Well, like Nuke Lelouch said, you know, some sometimes you win, sometimes you lose, sometimes uh, it, there's a tie, or <laughs> sometimes it rains.
2: Yeah. Sometimes it rains. Ah, so um. Any more? Nope. That's it. Yeah. Well. Well. Um. I think Zach Wilson's super annoying. He's, I mean, just smug, and I mean that th- that that wasn't a that wasn't a hard one. It wasn't. That was a softball layup. Hey, man, we're going to try and help you out of here. You think of like you let the team down, defense down? Nope. Nope. Yeah, being defiant, that gets you nowhere. That gets you nowhere. It doesn't even mean, like, you don't have to take the blame in real life. You can go back and, although you should, you can go back and go like, well, this happened. This guy ran the wrong route. This The wind was terrible. Hey, they only scored three points. You know, it's not, we shouldn't have kicked the ball inbounds. We had a play, blah, 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 blah. But, I mean, Zach Wilson, you're annoying! And you're actually not good at playing quarterback either. Like, that, that also is true. Also is true. Be sure to
3: catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Uh- there are
0: some things that are too good to keep a secret, like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip.
3: Terms and conditions apply. Do we have a
2: Because We Can?
4: Yeah. uh, Remember last week uh, when Kevin Durant did that sit down with Chris Haynes and he totally put his current teammates under the bus? Yes. Um, He went on a podcast this weekend to try to explain it.
5: Why are we doing this? Why do I? Because we can.
4: Is that a thing you have to talk to guys
3: about, or is it just like understood, like, the media
0: is what it is? Yeah, I I, I sent a text out to the guys, you know what I mean, and then, you know, because I I really felt, like, I I felt bad about that, you know what I'm saying, to the point where it's like, damn, almost embarrassed to walk in front of my teammates because I'm like, fuck, I didn't mean it that way, and I know it's plastered everywhere, (laughs) and all your friends and family sent this to you, and it's just like, fuck. Yeah.
2: Um it's because he drops the F bomb?
4: Well, yeah, a couple of times he drops the S bomb, but I, I do like the fact that he, he circled back on those comments.
2: Yeah, it's it's it, it is interesting they circle back. He's like, Oh fuck. When, like I, I, I I've I've had some of those experiences, right? The the foot and mouth where you said things and you're like, Yeah, it didn't come out the way I wanted to come out. I mean, there's obviously a couple of big ones that, that's happened with me. Uh, but why'd we why'd we play that F bomb? Because we can, even though my mom doesn't like it, we we have established that. We've established it. uh God, there's you know I'm I'm actually sitting here thinking of so many more annoying people. Um, annoying question guy. You know, he here's the, so. Uh, are you doing family for Thanksgiving? What are you? Are you doing friendsgiving? What are you doing there, jay Stu? Um, intimate family thing
4: this year. You Whoa. She she's got the kid going to the ex and uh, my kid's with the ex and it's kind of intimate, you know. Uh so it's just you and her? And my sister and maybe a uh a straggling cousin. You you met, you met her at the uh, at the party. There's a uh 23-year-old
2: blonde that you met at the party. See, that sounds a lot more sinister no. than it actually is. You met a 23-year-old blonde at the party, like, no, 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 <laughs> <I, laughs> that, that no. That was not part of the, part of the issue. But anyway, um, okay, what about Ramos, big,
0: big Ramos uh, family gathering at the house? Well, I'm working, but um, I will, we will head out. I love out. that, by the way, John. Oh, thank you. Um, um, but we'll head out to my in-laws for Thanksgiving. My Suzanne and the kids will be out there already, and then I'll head out there after I get off here. Fox. Wait,
2: are you are you working my show?
0: Yes. Are we doing my show? We are doing your show, but you will not be there. I'm not. No.
2: I thought we were doing like a best of or something.
0: I don't think we're doing like it's, a four hour deal or r- something. Yes, that's correct. You're correct, sir. Okay. Takes four hours to cover your two hours, Doug. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> yeah, the, <laughs> the opposite of
4: a best of tape is double the hours.
2: <laughs> that's true. Well, I mean, I, I, I was like, I got a text that's like, hey, don't worry about it. Take that day off. Enjoy the day. And I was like, great. I just assumed, like, we're going to do a four hour show. I was like,
0: okay, they didn't ask, so cool. You know? Those are the opposite texts that I get. My texts sake. We'll see you on Thursday. I and always, Friday. Uh, but listen, I always work on Thanksgiving. That's it's
2: just a weird one. Like, I've literally always worked on Thanksgiving. And, uh, and, and this one, this one, I'm off. But Thanksgiving is going to bring it, bring in a lot of annoying people. Like, let's just be honest. Family is annoying. Um, whatever you, here's a, just a, like a, a precursor. Whatever you put on social media, that to them is your life. The people who, who are family, but they follow you on social media and then you show up to, to them. That's a lot. That's, that's who you are. So all of the, all of you phonies on social media, this is where the repercussions are, you know, where they, or maybe I guess everybody puts in something nice on social media. So it doesn't actually, uh, doesn't, doesn't matter. But, um, but to me, the, the, the really dumb question guy, that's the one that just, I had a really tough weekend with a couple of people asking me questions. Like, what? I just, you know, I, I just couldn't take it. You know, like you, you tweet a, I put a, a photo out. I took my son and his buddies, I took him to that oklahoma Oklahoma State game, the Bedlam game. And then... You'll have somebody who call you like, hey, I saw you on, I, I, yeah, on Instagram. Yeah. Are you in Oklahoma? Like, well, how the hell would I be at the football game if I wasn't in Oklahoma? It's like, not would, would I Photoshop it? Sorry. I've been annoyed by a lot of people. A lot, a lot of people. Traveling annoying. Uh, hotels are annoying. People can be annoying. Friends are great. Family can be great. Food's great. Um, I do have a pick of the day for you. Do we have an open for pick of the day? That's a that's a negative, Doug. Okay. All right, here's my pick of the day. This one has moved from 8.5 to 9.5. Arizona travels out to Maui. Maui Invitational going on as we speak. Arizona goes out there. They're taking on Cincinnati. Wes Miller's their coach. I did get a chance to see him practice uh, going back uh, two weekends ago. And, um, look, they lost at home to Eastern Kentucky. It, it's year two, but really kind of year one for Wes Miller because um, they had so many departures from the program before he – got there last season. And Arizona, while they don't return Ben Matherin and a couple of the other players from last year, Kirk Kalisa, I think he had six threes the other night. I, I just there's a reason this one hopped from eight and a half to nine and a half. I still like Arizona. I, I think this is a this is a mismatch. Arizona's really good. Their fans will really travel. That'll be a packed house and I think they Mollywomp Cincinnati. Arizona is your pick of the day. All right, right before we go, uh, we talked about it a little bit last week. And I'm telling you, it's as you've seen the odds change, Caleb Williams is very likely going to win the, the Heisman Trophy. Now, you've got to win the next two weeks. But with his heroics and 502 yards passing, even if he had a terrible pick and terrible body language really in the game, um, as Hendon Hooker, unfortunately, gets hurt and is out and won't win the Heisman, I think it becomes Caleb Williams' that could be our pick of the day as well if you want. Caleb Williams award to win. All right, thanks so much for listening. We'll be back tomorrow. Remember to download the rest of the Doug Gottlieb show or listen live. Uh, What is that? Uh, 3 to 5 Eastern time. And, of course, tell your friends about this podcast because everybody seems to like it. We have a lot of fun doing it. And uh, I kind of think it's the coolest, most organic thing we got going. I'm Doug Gottlieb. This is in the bonus.